Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. This is Spice. This is Salty, and we are we are here in the beautiful downtown abode. And by downtown, if you saw the size of this town, you would laugh. <laughs> you would laugh. Everything's here, close to downtown. <laughs> we're not in a vehicle. We're sitting at home, sitting in our big, comfy chairs. And uh, if you do hear a noise in the background occasionally kicking on, that's the heater kicking on. We're here to talk to you today about uh, something that, that it comes up every year. And uh, so I asked Spice about it. They came into the into my office a couple of days ago and asked me, do you want to sign up for the office flu shot? And I, of course, said no. Because I never do. I never get the shot. And... Um, so far, it has not come back to haunt me. I've gotten uh, the flu seriously once in the last 20 years, uh, but it was a norovirus. It was one of those. That wasn't influenza. Yeah, it wasn't. Into, oh, boy. Noroviruses are horrible, but <laughs> those they're, are evil. they're not the same thing. Yeah, she had one. She's had it twice, and I had it once. Yeah. Um, but so I, I don't get it because I am... Well, I'm very insular in my in my uh, habits, and uh, so we're, we decided. I, I I asked her, hey, you know, maybe we should do a quick little story and podcast. Is it a good prep for preppers in particular? Because we're into prepping. It is getting a flu shot a prep, or is it a waste of time? And what exactly is a flu shot? What does it do? Is it something that everybody should get? So I'm going to turn it over to the medico, who is not a doctor, but she is in the uh, disease field. She's diseased. <laughs> so she's in the field. She's a, a, I have something a to do with interest. patho something or other. Let's just put that in there. There's, a, there's the word patho around our house. She does ookie gook. So I'm going to turn over her and she's going to get spill the beans. Uh, influenza is a viral disease that, by golly, it mutates like a demon. It is one of the most mutable types of viruses out there. And that's the big problem with it. So what what happens with the flu is it's always mutating. And sadly enough, we share it with some other species. The influenza that we get is both pigs and waterfowl. Now, you don't get flu from your dog, but you could get it from your pet pig. And you could get it from your pet duck. Well, and I vice couldn't versa. get it from my pet pig because we don't have no stinking pig. No. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But anyway, there are some other species that uh, carry the virus and transmit the virus back and forth between them and humans pretty freely, and that's part of the problem. Because there are lots and lots of pigs and waterfowl in the world, and they don't live in very clean conditions, and they live in extremely crowded conditions. And it is an absolutely lovely place to mutate yourself some new viruses. And you want to take those... it even to the next level. When the waterfowl come in contact with the enclosed fowl in a uh, situation where you got enclosed, like, chickens or whatever. Yeah, the migrating waterfowl stop and try and nab some food from the penned-up ducks. They give the disease to the penned-up ducks. 
and then the penned up ducks spread it much worse than the wild ducks ever did because they're all crammed in there together in unsanitary situations. Then they give it to the people who are taking care of the ducks. Then the people who are taking care of the ducks go to the doctor in the city, and there you go. It's loose. And now we're off. So it's very mutable. So you never know exactly which strains are going to be making people sick in a given year. But you can make some educated guesses by going to, actually, they usually use Australia because their winter season is a few months ahead of our winter season. They look and see which strains of flu are making people most sick this year. They develop vaccine to that. They put in three or four of the worst versions this year, and that'll be this year's flu shot. And uh, that's the one they'll offer in the United States, for example. So you're talking about two, three, four strains of flu in the flu shot. Yeah, there are lots more strains out there on any given year, but there'll be three or four that are responsible for the majority of disease. So with flu shot, you don't get 100% protection from the disease. People will typically get 60 to 80% reduced risk of getting the flu if they get the uh, vaccination, depending on how much the sucker mutated after the vaccines were developed. Okay, now first let's let's stop and, and we're going to run through some things. Now, if if you already know this stuff, they might find this pretty basic, but let's run through a few things about the flu and about vaccinations, just so you really understand what we're talking about. What what is this is a word that's been used, you know, way long time before my birth. Vaccination. What exactly is a vaccination? Because I know once I get the flu, it's a virus, and there is nothing that will kill a virus that I can take. Yeah, there's plenty because of there's things no that antiviral kill that really kills they're, viruses. They're called poisons. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that would they'll that, kill the virus. That, that but being the problem, kill the rest of me too. Yeah. So, what exactly are you talking about when you're talking about a vaccine? So to make a vaccine, you take the uh, organism that you want to protect against, and you either kill it or you collect some proteins from it. And you put those proteins or dead organisms is the heart of what's in the vaccine. That's the main ingredient in the vaccine. You give it to a person who's never before been exposed to this particular proteins on this particular microbe and it triggers the very tiny number of immune cells you've got that you made that just randomly happened to match up with this guy it triggers them to divide and divide and divide some more until you got millions upon millions of white blood cells that are capable of defending against this one particular kind of organism or protein And some of those cells that you made are going to stick around for a very long time. Like, perhaps as long as you live. Certainly for years. So if you come into the contact with the live thing later, instead of having six cells in your whole body that can help defend against this thing, you've got, oh, I've got 10 million cells left over from when I got the vaccination. And within a day or two, they just stomp all over that poor innocent microbe and wipe it out before you even know you've been exposed. Not even innocent microbe, evil microbe. All right. Neither yeah. one. It's just trying to reproduce itself. 
You know, your body basically, you remember that was a few years ago they had that saying, talk to the hand. Your body says, <laughs> talk to the hand. So, yeah, that's what happens. So, you mentioned live vaccine. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Mm. Remember a commercial for one of the uh, handguns where a guy comes in to rob oh, yeah. a diner. It's the Glock commercial with the Sarge from uh, from um, Full Metal Jacket. I forget the guy's name. The, 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 the gunny. He's so hilarious. Yeah, you picked the wrong cafe to rob or whatever it was. Yeah, a couple of robbers come in and try and hold up the uh, diner late at night when there's a bunch of guys in there, and it turns out it was a policeman's convention, (laughs) and he gets about 57 Glocks pulled on him. (laughs) It was a great commercial. He's just looking around. That's probably about how the virus feels when it enters a body when the person has been vaccinated against that particular strain. Virus comes in and like, oh, wrong, I'm sorry, wrong room, wrong room. Sorry, I, I, excuse me, backing yeah. out here. Without the vaccination, it's more like you got a mall cop there, maybe. A, mall cop. But does he have, <laughs> well, does he have. Don't to go to the ninja. <laughs> does he have a trauma plate duct taped to his back? And anybody who knows what I'm talking about, you've earned extra points. If you don't, Google mall cop duct tape trauma plate and enjoy the story because <laughs> it's a good one. So the, the noise you're hearing is our heater just kicked on because it's cold outside, unfortunately. We don't like we don't like cold, but we live in the Midwest, so there's that. Okay. So, so that's what the vaccination is. You'll probably never get that strain of flu. But the flu will, flu will mutate, and you might get a different strain of flu this year, next year, something like that. Okay. Should a person get the shot? If I did not work in a job where I came into contact with a whole lot of people, some of which were absolutely going to be sick with the flu, I probably would not get the vaccines. I get it because I'm what's what would be considered a node in epidemiology. I come in contact with a lot of people. Some of them are sick. If I get it, I could really make it a much worse epidemic. <laughs> I knowed you would. I knowed it. Yeah. If if I wasn't contacting that many people, I wouldn't bother. Because you're okay. To be fair, you're of in the middle the middle of the age group. Uh, so you've got excellent immune system. Yeah. You've got um, um, you. There's, you're not elderly. You're not young. You I'm don't have a compromised immune system. Thankfully, at this point in time, I'm not. I absolutely took it when I was on chemo. Yeah. That because was bad. that could have been bad, and it was a year when vaccines were hard to get. But I tell you what, they were not hard to get in the oncology office. No. It was lollipops at the dentist's office. And it wasn't, they, you weren't given the option. I guess you could have refused it, but you weren't given the option. Here. You would have been given the furry eyeball if you had uh, refused the flu shot. Yeah. So, but like for me, I work in a, a situation where I'm mostly by myself. Um, and when I do interact with coworkers, I... People, you know, they may think that I'm a little weird for many reasons, but one of the things I do is I am 
I'm not a compulsive hand washer, but if I touch anybody else's stuff, if I touch their keyboard, if I touch their mouse, if I touch anything they've been handling, before I do anything else, even if I'm moving from one coworker's desk to another coworker's desk to assist them in a project we're working on, I will stop, go to the kitchen, because I don't have to open any doors that way, grab the hand soap, and wash my hands in hot water. Every because single time. That's the way most flu is transmitted. All the way up to the middle of my arms. My my hands get raw in the winter time from all the washing that I do. But that's how it gets transmitted. Even you know, if you're if you're an office person and you work with your coworkers and you sit down at their desk and you start working on their keyboard, congratulations, you're there. Yeah. You're there. Most you've, you've got everything they've got. Are not transmitted by one person coughing and another person inhaling it, although it can happen. Mostly somebody coughs, germs land on a surface, they can live for a number of hours. Somebody else touches the surface. Somebody else handles their food or uh, rubs their nose or something like that. That's how most transmissions happen. Homework assignment for those of you who have not seen it. Mythbusters did an excellent episode on this where Adam taped a little uh, tube of fluid tube to his nose and invited people over for a party. A party? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and um, he, uh, his goal was to infect everybody. And he used a glow, a fluid that glue, glows under ultraviolet lights. Google that. It's on YouTube. Or use whichever non-tracking... Uh, whatever. Whatever. You, you can know find what I'm it. You can watch it. But watch it's that because it's really illuminating. On how easy you, it is you, to transmit. You will not believe some of the places he's able to, through just general casual contact, get these people covered in his fake snot. It's not real snot. It's not even, it's not related in any way, but it's a simulant. Yeah. So very interesting. Very, very interesting. Protecting your, most people are not going to die from the flu if they get it. So what most people are risking is miserableness and being a node to transmit it to other people. Uh, if it were something like a swine flu, a bird flu, a type of flu that is known to cause what's called a cytokine storm, where your immune system just gets so riled up your immune system kills you, those sorts of things, I would be shoving salty toward the uh, vaccination spot if, that's if what I they needed were, to. If that's what they were looking at, I, you wouldn't have to. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you, we've got, we've got some information on the website already about the 1918 flu and stuff like that. Uh, to me, as a prepper, this is the kind of thing that I think is a higher probability event. That you might have yeah. to, one of these really bad, I mean, it's, it's happened in very recent, it's happened throughout human history, and it's happened up into modern times. That was an influenza virus too, but it wasn't a usual seasonal variety. It was one of the much rarer kinds of varieties, which riles up the immune system and causes cytokine storms. And it was and a killer. we could easily have a pandemic of one of those guys. Those guys will kill those guys will kill millions upon millions upon millions of people if we get a nasty one spread. And I'm sure we will sometime 
whether it's in our lifetime or not. Yeah, I would give it a pretty good shot of being in our lifetime, frankly, just because it's so easy to get these kinds of mutations. Okay. Um, So, again, we're going to come back to what we've talked about before, and we're going to talk about again, because I know we've already recorded a podcast that's going to air after this one. We're going to talk about it in that podcast, too. We need to, to start and learn about our sanitary procedures. We need to learn how soap and hot water. We need to learn how to put on a mask, not just on the person who is wandering around, but on the anybody who has the flu, they need to be masked. They're the ones that are spreading it out all over, everywhere. Uh, we need to understand how to care for people who are sick. Uh, these are These are preps we need to be doing today. And they don't cost a lot of money. This is not a, this is not an expensive prep. A, a box of masks, while they're for easily available, I guarantee you, if uh, we get into another scare, you're not going to be able to go out and pick your masks up. Do them now. They're not going to they're not going to go bad over the years. You know, rubber gloves gloves will deteriorate, but flu masks are going to be fine. They'll they'll store them. You don't have to spend a lot of money. But this is something you should be working on now. We did. When the Ebola thing came out, it got me to thinking I wasn't worried about Ebola. Ebola is a totally different thing, and it's not really transmissible very easily and yada yada. But it got me to thinking about the flu. And as a historian, I'm very aware of what happened in 1919. And for many reasons, um, 1919 kind of hits home to us. And so that got me thinking about that. I realized how totally unprepared we were. That's not true anymore. We at least have the tools that we can use. So uh, I definitely highly recommend you looking into it. They're not expensive. They don't take a hard, they take hardly any space at all. And they're a totally stealth thing that you can do, you know, five, six bucks and you're good. Even more to the point, the habits of Watching what you touch and washing often protect you from a whole lot of things, even before you know there's an epidemic out there. That'll do you more good than a, a box of uh, isolation suits. Well, suits, yeah, that might be a little bit much. But masks, I still think everybody should get them. Yeah, well, we've got masks. That's yes. why. Okay, <laughs> we're going to wrap it here. I hope you got something out of the program. And uh, we're going to keep on keeping on on this subject because... It's don't want important. you to die of it. <laughs> yeah. We don't want anybody croaking from it. So thank you and uh, have a good one. Have a good day. Don't die of the flu. <laughs>